Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Welcome back into another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. I am Steven Serta, joined as always by my guy Rocky Magania, Kramer Sanson in the background, helping us keep this thing moving. I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, it seems like the Kansas City Chiefs lost to the Philadelphia Eagles was weeks ago at this point. Um, but it was a quick turnaround week. And Rocky, to start things off today... It was about the ugliest football I think we've seen the Kansas City Chiefs play all season. But they get it together. They got their head back in the game. And they go on to just dominate things uh, for the other three-fourths of the game. Really, once we got past that first quarter, it was like, okay, we can't can't play around anymore. We got to handle business against the Raiders. And they do just that in a 31-17 to win where their offense looked as impressive as it's looked in weeks. Yeah, the uh, the Chiefs came out looking like they were uh, still a little sluggish on the turkey with the tryptophan and maybe a little bit too much of Uncle Sal's spice sangria over the weekend. Uh, but uh, they woke up in the second quarter. Steve Spagnuolo made some nice adjustments on defense. And uh, the offense started taking what they were giving them and attacking the seams um, up the middle on the short to intermediate passing. And they put together a really nice late first half, early second half um, just complete game on both sides of the ball, I thought, you know, and they were able to close it out. And so what 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 started like, oh no, here's more of the same, ended how it should end with the Chiefs winning by two scores against the lowly, pathetic, terrible, horrible, worst team ever, uh Las Vegas faders who can't <laughs> seem to finish an actual victory. I don't care if they have Antonio Pierce as their new coach, they're still the worst franchise that's ever existed, and their owner. Looks like a, a, a little rascal's reject. And so, uh, sorry, but this is how it's supposed to be. The Chiefs still dominate the AFC West. Sorry, Kramer. Um, I love you. you. You got really personal there, Rocky. Uh, <laughs> but they do dominate the Raiders. Uh, once we got out of the first quarter, the first quarter was uh, about the worst first quarter of football I've seen the Chiefs play collectively all season long. Um, you know, the Raiders put together back-to-back scoring drives to open things up. The first one is... A super long drive, methodical drive where they go three for three on third down and find the end zone. And then the follow and then the Chiefs offense comes out, totally lays an egg, goes three and out, punt back to the Raiders. Then Josh Jacobs rips off a long touchdown run and the Chiefs are just getting totally gashed by the Raiders to start this thing. And the offense can't get anything going. But then they finally settled into things in the second quarter and, and they put it together. And so. You know, it's still the Raiders, but you got the win and you got it convincingly. And after that rough start for the Kansas City Chiefs, kind of once they flipped the switch and started going again, Rocky, it felt a little bit like the Chiefs of old. Like you were like, okay, we we got this in the bag. It's the first time in a while that I felt that way. And I don't think 
know, I think the defense after that first quarter turned things around too, but still certainly not the most impressive performance we've seen from the Kansas City Chiefs defense this season. But there's a case to be made that they desperately needed this bounce back offensive game uh, more than they needed like a dominant game from the defense. Like I, I think this game was much more important moving forward for the chiefs and their offensive game plans and how they deploy these guys and how they utilize things. And it probably helped that they were actually shorthanded on Sunday, not having McCole Hardman, not having Richie or uh, Kadarius Tony available. I think that forced Rasheed Rice into a bigger role. And we saw what he did today. He was absolutely incredible. So big offensive win for the Kansas City Chiefs. That's the first time we could say that in a while. Uh, first time, yeah. It seems like in weeks. And, yeah, we saw Rasheed Rice do more than just a couple bubble screens today. We saw him actually get upfield and get the ball in his hands and see what happens when you actually allow him to run an actual route. Um I think the person who needed this game more than anybody was Travis Kelsey, just for him to get – he had back-to-back games where he just was basically a non-factor, and just for him to get back you know, on pace. And, and shocking, the day that they decide to start feeding Rasheed Rice to take some pressure off of Travis Kelsey is the day that Travis Kelsey starts to find some, some room up the middle and is able to get open and, and do some damage. It was just all along – there just needed to be somebody else who could step up and be that other guy. So they just couldn't they, – otherwise, teams are just keying in on Travis Kelsey every single play. And you take him out of the play, and the, and the Chiefs can't do anything. They get Rashi Rice to step up and have a big day, and then suddenly they got to start respecting Rice, and they can't – you can't double-team Rice and Kelsey both on every single play. Yeah, and, and I think that you know Rice – ends the day with 10 targets. Um, I don't have the numbers off the top of my head. I have to imagine that's the most targets he's gotten in a game so far this season. Uh, finishes with eight catches. He is their leading receiver at 170, yard, 170 yards and a touchdown. Travis Kelsey, six receptions, 91 yards, and that's his biggest game here in a, a minute as well. So I, I think you're totally right. Like Kelsey needed this game, after, especially after last week and the issues that he had and the fumble and – you know, how hard he was kind of talking about his own performance this past week. Like the chiefs really, really needed this one. And I'm not going to totally just write it off. Like, well, it was the Raiders defense. Uh, You know, the Raiders defense has been playing better. I know Max Crosby was banged up in this one, but their secondary hasn't been awful this season. Like the Raiders secondary has been okay. Like it, th- this wasn't, I don't think the the Chiefs are ready to go out and go head to head with the Eagles again or anything like that, or that like they could actually put up points in a second half against the Eagles, but they actually put up second half points today. And all we want to see at this point is improvement on a week to week basis. And I'm hoping that uh, I really am hoping that Rasheed Rice, this wasn't a product of them not having uh, McCole Hardman and Kadarius Tony that this is just his role moving forward because this should be his role because we've been talking about it all season long and I get it. He's a super raw wide receiver prospect. You don't trust his route running ability right now. You don't trust that he's going to be able to see the field and find the right times to do the right things. And just all of those veteran things that you asked of like a Juju Smith Schuster last season, but it is without any doubt at this point in the season, Rocky, that he is the most talented wide receiver in that room and he belongs on the field. He belongs getting opportunities and getting targets for the rest of the season moving forward here for the Chiefs offensively. Oh, without a doubt. And while you were talking, I looked up Rice's targets. And yeah, it's it's his next closest target number was seven against the Chicago Bears. Uh, this is by far the most that he's been involved in the game plan. 
And it's, it's, I mean, it's the first time I think he's gone over a hundred yards receiving um, on the season. Um, the usage of Noah Gray also, and, and even Sky Moore in the game plan selectively, just that felt like the Chiefs were really smart in their game plan and how they utilized their receivers today. They weren't asking guys to go out and do things. They were playing the guys' strengths. They weren't asking them to do things that they're, that they're not comfortable doing. They weren't asking Sky Moore to beat a one-on-one deep down the field and make a contested catch, right? They're asking him to get a quick hitter off the line. They're asking Rashi Rice to catch the ball across the middle while he while he's moving and, and catch the ball with momentum. They were asking uh, Noah Gray to attack the seams and catch the ball. I mean, hats off to uh, to Andy Reid and, and Matt Nagy. They came out with a really good game plan today, I thought. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think, you know, that slow start in, in the first quarter, and I, I think part of it is like, you know, the Raiders uh, on their first couple of drives, they weren't even attempting to like, we're not creating explosive plays. We're trying to get to third and short. Like we're trying to get to third and three, third and two, like pick up easy first downs and go on these really long drives. And they were able to do that on the first drive. And so the Chiefs kind of, you know, you get off to a slow start offensively. But then I think in the second quarter, I think we saw what wasn't working in the first quarter kind of start working. And some of it starts with uh, Patrick Mahomes just delivering an absolutely absurd laser to Travis Kelsey, which was like the Chiefs' first big offensive play of the game and really got things going for them. Um, but like he he hits Kelsey for that, and you're like, okay, that's what we've been looking for. We've been looking for those kind of perfectly unstoppable Patrick Mahomes plays, and he hits Kelsey for that one. And then they just started rolling. And I totally agree with you. I think the game plan today was really, really smart. It was, you know, we saw a lot of first down runs uh, from Isaiah Pacheco, but we saw those first down runs going for positive yardage and setting the Chiefs up in, in good position on second and third down. And some of that's what we've been asking for, Rocky. Like, let's lean into the run here a little bit, make things easier on second and third down instead of just coming out firing that thing when you know you can't rely on your pass catchers. And then you have a third and long. And I, I think that's what the Chiefs defense did, the Raiders offense in the second half. But I, I think they made things easier on Patrick Mahomes today by leaning into the run, by uh, letting Isaiah Pacheco catch passes out of the backfield. I thought that was a huge part of the game plan. And then, yeah, Rasheed Rice out there actually running real routes and getting opportunities downfield instead of just catching bubble screens. And you're hoping he can turn it into a 20-yard gain. And then that freed everything up for Travis Kelsey. Like, this was the kind of offensive performance we desperately needed to see from this team. And it feels like it's coming at a really important time of the season where they're coming off of a brutal Super Bowl rematch loss to the Eagles. Well, yeah. And no matter what Andy Reid or, or Matt Nagy says publicly about their faith in Justin Watson and MVS, if they really believed in MVS and his ability and that he was a guy who they could trust, they would have come out and game plan a redemption opportunity for him. You would have seen a dialed up shot for to him. You would have seen you, and maybe that's what that trick play was, like the one that ended up going to Kelsey. Maybe Kelsey was the second read, and you saw MVS going on the post on that play, and they just took it, they took it off the top. But it, it didn't seem to me like they were making a point to try to give MVS a redemption story and a chance to like to like make good on the drop from last week. And then it looked like it was gonna be a lot of a lot more of the same from last week where they were just feeding the ball to Justin Watson, and then Justin Watson goes out and gets a boneheaded 15-yard penalty after that, a really good touchdown, right? You know, who knows what Justin Watson said, um, what he possibly could have said. He seems like a pretty 
nice fella for the most part. So <laughs> I can't imagine him, you know, saying anything too crazy. But then again, he is an Ivy League guy. You never know what's going to come out of those guys' mouths. So, um, but like, I don't know. But like, it seemed like after he got that penalty, though, they shut him down almost. And they were like, okay, well, we're done. We're done with Justin Watson for the day. Like, 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 like we're uh-huh. not let Justin Watson and MVS be the story of this game again. We're going to go to Rashi Rice and Travis Kelsey, and we're going to run the ball with, with Isaiah Pacheco, and then we're going to sprinkle in these other guys here and there. We're going to play smart, and we're not going to let these guys who we've been feeding the ball to all season be the reason why we lose again because they're not they're not getting it done. And it's exactly that, Rocky. Like It's what we've all been asking for and clamoring for, like – why are MVS and Justin Watson getting all these opportunities when you have young guys that you want to make plays that you want to improve? And like the best way to improve them is to just throw them out there. And I understand that they're still learning and there's going to be mistakes in all of that. But the best thing for them to do is get live action reps and get live action opportunities. The MVS and Justin Watson have kind of been taken away. Like Justin Watson is perfect in his role on the team. Like, yeah, great. Had a nice touchdown today. Every now and then, he, he can get you on over the top and create a, a deep play downfield. I don't want to see MVS on the field hardly at all because he has done nothing but prove that he is not a reliable wide receiver this season and has taken no kind of step in the Chiefs offense in year number two. So it, it was nice to see them lean into that. Uh, I, I will say again, like I, I'm just afraid that it's a product of Hardman and Tony being out. Now Hardman went to IR, so he's going to be out at least four games. Uh, Tony was a full participant in practice all week with an ankle injury, even though he was on the injury report. And then just all all of a sudden on Sunday, Oh, he's also got a hip injury. He's ruled out now. So we don't know what's going on with Darius Tony. We'll probably hear more about that later on next week, but offensively, this is everything we've been asking for. And I I hope this was what they needed to see to believe like, okay, we got to get them some more reps. Cause even, even sky Moore had a couple of positive plays today. Um, and, And I think, uh, another thing that I was worried about coming into this game, as they were talking about before the game kicked off with Jarek McKinnon being ruled out of this game, was that Clyde Edwards-Alaire was going to be in the mix and be in that Jarek McKinnon role a lot more. And Clyde has shown some pop over the last couple of weeks when he's gotten opportunities, but don't take those opportunities away from Isaiah Pacheco. They utilized him in the passing game today, and he had a couple of nice explosive plays uh, out of the backfield as a pass catcher on top of his explosive runs. Like, Give those opportunities to Isaiah Pacheco because he's clearly one of the better weapons you have on offense and start building this thing around him instead of it just being all Mahomes trying to get downfield and stretch things out. Like this was the growth that we needed to see from the offense. And I'm really excited, but also tentative that maybe it's a mirage moving forward. And this is just what we're hoping to see. And today was kind of more of a product that they didn't really have a choice because of the personnel that they were able to put out there. Well, also there's a bit of fool's gold to it. Like, like when a good team is supposed to beat a bad team by two scores, right? Like make no like make no excuses. The Raiders have had a little bit of a resurgence with Antonio Pierce, and there's a it's a feel good story. He's born and raised a Raiders fan. Yada yada yada. I I don't care. They're they're a bad enough team that their coach was fired in in season. Like they're not a good team. Aiden O'Connell is not a really good quarterback. Like he can make a quick read and make a quick throw, but I mean what's he the 25th being generous 25th best starting quarterback in the NFL right now. Um, and so the, the Raiders are not a good team. The chiefs are supposed to come out and win this game in a convincing fashion. Um, 
Now, that doesn't take anything away from the fact that they actually did it. They came out and they took care of business today. Does that mean that they're going to come out and take care of business every other game from here on out? And they're not going to have any more slip-ups like they had against the Broncos? It doesn't mean that at all. But what it does mean is that we've seen what this team can look like when they do put it all together. Like, like that's one thing we've been, we've been looking for this whole time. It's like we're saying, like, I don't even see it. Like, like last week, like, I didn't even, like, with MVS and Justin Watson getting double-digit targets – I couldn't even see what it was supposed to look like, like what the vision was. Yeah. We at least now can see the vision and see, okay, this is a path moving forward that this offense can lean into. Yeah, I, I hope today was the blueprint. And I hope when the coaches go back and look at the film from this thing and you know, acknowledging that it's the Raiders, and yes, you should absolutely beat the Raiders. Like the Raiders aren't in your league. They're they're not, they can't hang with you at the end of the day. Um but this is the, this feels like the blueprint. This feels like what they need to lean into offensively because the offense that they put together today after being down 14 to nothing, that offense is good enough to get you to a Super Bowl if your defense brings the, that elite A-game status that they have brought all season long. And I, I want to get into the defense now because we haven't talked about them very much. And you kind of talked about some of the things they were struggling with early in this game. Uh you know, I think the credit to the Raiders, I think they had a really good game plan against the Chiefs defense early on in this game. And the Chiefs got burned by it because we know Spags is going to blitz. And we know like, you know, you you would think most defensive coordinators like Aiden O'Connell. We don't need to worry about Aiden O'Connell. Like, we'll we'll get after him. Do we really need to blitz him? Like, let's just drop in the coverage, trust the guys up front to get pressure on this Raiders offensive line and get after him that way because he's not going to beat us downfield. Spags is not that dude, Rocky. Like Spags is going to go after whoever is back there. He doesn't care who the quarterback is. And I thought the Raiders game plan to beat that early in the game was actually really smart. It was everything was quick with quick passes, screen passes, slants, like just get get the ball out of his hands as fast as possible. Don't give the blitz time to get there. Or they were running the ball and they were kind of burning the Chiefs when they did blitz, when they were having those delayed handoffs. Like it was a really good offensive game plan by the Raiders early on. So I don't think the Chiefs brought their A game defensively in this one, but we've seen what the Chiefs defense can be. We've seen that this is a Super Bowl caliber defense if the offense can get things figured out. So even in like a, you know, like a C kind of performance from the Chiefs defense, like I'm not worried about them at all. They have proven who they are this season. We just needed to see this growth from the offense. And, and I think this game is a, a place to kind of kind of leap off of moving forward and, and build on things because I think that they really put on paper today what can work for them the rest of the season. Yeah, and I think the defense is really a tale of two halves or even a tale of a of a quarter and a half for the defense. Um, they played a D level game in the first half, and then they were a B plus in the second half, and they came out with a C average. Right? It was it was, it was sort of like that. And what happens is when you blitz as much as Spags does, everybody has to do their job on the line of scrimmage because there is no second level. Your second level is one safety named Mike Edwards who got pushed on the ground, right? You know, if your safeties, your safeties are called safeties because they're your safety net. Like you're, they're your last line of defense there to stop whatever's coming at you. And in the first half, the safeties did not play well. Justin, Justin Reed, when he was blitzing, didn't tackle well. Brian yeah. Cook took some missed bad lines to the ball, missed several tackles. Um, Ike Edwards missed that one really horrible tackle tackle attempt, question mark, against Josh Jacobs. Um, and so if your safeties are playing poorly 
in a defense like Spagnuolo, like, like, like see Spagnuolo's defense, you're going to give up huge chunk plays because there is nobody else on the back end, right? Because everybody's up front, everybody's blitzing, everybody's pressing at the line of scrimmage. That's why that's why Steve Spagnuolo, Steve Spagnuolo doesn't care if the Jerry Sneed gets one or two hands to the face or gets a pass interference penalty because he knows there's nobody behind Sneed. Like it, it's it's up to Sneed to lock down that number one wide receiver or get a penalty. Those are his two prime primary uh, tar- like primary responsibilities. You either lock him down and defend the play or you get a penalty to prevent a huge play. Like those are really your two prior priorities and Legere Sneed did that today for the most part and shut down uh another number 1 wide receiver. I mean five receptions for 73 yards. It's not like the level that he's been doing say against AJ Brown, but I mean holding Devontae Adams to 73 yards on five on, on five receptions and seven targets is not a bad day for a cornerback, right? And so you look at it and you say, okay, this Chiefs defense didn't play very well today. Only reason why we're saying that is because they were playing against a bad offense. Like giving up 17 points in the National Football yeah. League. There's not a there's not a there's not a head coach in the world that if you say, okay, my defense is going to go out there and they're going to hold them to 17 points. That that head coach every every head coach in the NFL, except for maybe one or two head coaches who don't believe in their offense, are going to say, yep, we're going to win that game. We're going to yeah, win that and, game. You hold them to 17 points, we're going to win that game. And, you know, de- defense is high variance. So, like, sometimes you just get one of these games where it just didn't quite fall your way or you just got beat on one thing. Like, that Aiden O'Connell throw to Jacoby Myers with Trent McDuffie on him, like, that was just a perfect ball for Aiden O'Connell. And it was an incredible catch from Jacoby Myers. Like, Trent McDuffie was there. He was in perfect position. Like, there's just nothing you can do about that. Sometimes that's just the way that it goes as a defense. And I think there was a couple of things like that today for the Kansas City Chiefs. But overall, it just, you know, ba- based on what we've seen from them this season, today isn't a performance that any of us are going to remember in a couple of months. Like, it's just going to be like, oh, yeah, we beat the Raiders 31 to 17 uh, Thanksgiving week like that. That's all that's going to matter here in a few weeks uh, about this defensive performance. So I- I'm not worried about them at all moving forward. I think the Raiders just gave it everything that they had today. And I think that that was really what stood out to me. Um, you know, I just think overall, um I'm interested to hear from them post game. And I want to remind you guys, if you're listening to us on the podcast page, um, make sure you stick around. We'll have all the post game press conferences available for you. Uh, if, if you're in the comments section, uh, keep leaving them. We'll get to a few of them before we get out of here and wrap this thing up. But I, I think overall, you know, you can't ever take these division games for granted. Uh, we, we've seen this Raiders team beat the chiefs before and upset the chiefs before because they didn't take it seriously. We saw the Denver Broncos uh, beat the Chiefs a few weeks ago because I don't think the Chiefs took that game very seriously. And I think this was a really important win. And I'm hoping this really is the thing that kind of vaults the offense forward and kind and kind of gives them uh, a, a blueprint uh, of things moving forward because it's got to be a lot more Rasheed Rice. It's got to be a lot more Travis Kelsey. And I think it needs to be a lot more Isaiah Pacheco. And then that'll free things up the way we saw today where Mahomes was finally connecting on some of these incredible Mahomes magic kind of plays that I feel like have been so void this season. Like he finally connected on some of those things today and the blocking wasn't even perfect. I forgot to mention like Donovan Smith got injured uh, at one point in this game and Wanya Morris was in there. Wanya Morris put together some really good reps. Like, 
there was a lot of things that I feel like we learned about the Kansas City Chiefs, especially offensively in this contest. Oh, man, Wanya Morris. Like, these fans have been wringing their hands over a left tackle for, what, three years now? I mean, it's one series, and it's against the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But Wanya Morris looked good out there. Looked better than he did in preseason. Looked better than he did on his college tape. You know, he he hung in there on that on that drive and and put on put some good put a few good snaps on tape. Um, I'm I'm optimistic about Wanya Morris after after seeing him in a series today. Um, I was a little sad to see Donovan Smith come back in the game. I almost just with the Chiefs have, have the Chiefs had the game in hand for the most part there. I kind of just wanted to see what what can Wanya Morris do in the second half. Like like why why bring Donovan Smith back in the game? Just just give the give the give the veteran the rest of the day off and let and let Wanya Morris come out there and get some reps. Um, obviously they brought back Donovan Smith, so it is what it is. Uh, Jawan Taylor continued to be. A little bit of an issue and a liability as far as penalties go, so that's still an issue um, moving forward. So it's not a perfect day by any means for the Chiefs, but I mean, there's there's some give and take on both sides of it. I think honestly, the most important thing moving forward for me is that the this the Chiefs beating the Raiders today kept them out of getting into the playoff hunt. Like we don't want the Raiders getting into the playoff hunt. We needed to be able to stay. We need we need I to see, stay fighting for the fighting for the one seed, but the but the Raiders if sure. they would have won today being one game out of the out of yeah. out of the wild card. No, is, have you, have you seen ridiculous. the records of the teams in the AFC North? The Raiders aren't making the playoffs. Like, uh, it's, oh, it's horrible! <laughs> but it's horrible. I, think, I don't really want to hear. I don't want to see them on the graphics, Stephen. I don't want to see them on the graphic. Okay, keep them off well, the screen. Again, you're being very personal about your feelings towards yeah, the Raiders. Yeah, I'm a Chiefs fan. I'm a Chiefs fan first. <laughs> but they're the Oakland, they're the Las Vegas Raiders. I, I think like uh, another thing uh, that deserves to be highlighted about this performance from the Chiefs offensively, Rocky. This is the first time the Chiefs have had an entire football game since Week Five where they did not turn the football over once. Um, that's something that we've talked about this offense. Like, obviously, turnovers cost you that game uh, against the Eagles, and and, it, and they've cost you other games and put you in bad positions. Like, you can't turn the football over regularly, and it felt like today they just made everything easier. They didn't ask Patrick Mahomes to, you know, go out and be our savior on every offensive drive because nobody can catch passes and nobody can get open or they don't know where they're supposed to be on the field. Like. It felt like everything was simplified today. Everything was working better, and they didn't turn the football over. They've had turnovers in every game since that matchup against the Minnesota Vikings, which is absolutely insane that we are this deep in the NFL season and the Chiefs were just ripping turnovers every single week. Like This offense still works pretty well. It can be still be pretty efficient if it's not the most explosive thing in the in the league these days like as long as they're efficient and they don't turn the football over you put yourself in positive game scripts and, and that's what they did today even though they started this thing down 14 to nothing that's why they were able to come back and hang on to a lead it's crazy you don't turn the ball over in the red zone and you have a chance to win the game like it's it's it's, it's crazy how that works out for you um yeah and just i think another big thing was since they didn't turn the ball over they also weren't putting their defense in bad situations, right? Like they they, they weren't putting the defense on the wrong side of the 50-yard line and making them defend a short field. They were making, for the most part, they were making the Raiders 
go the length of the field every single drive and and actually go out there and and put drives together if they wanted to score the fo- score a touchdown. They, they weren't going to get these like little okay, we turned the ball over at the thirty yard line. You had three plays and then you're in the end zone. Like if you want to score, you're going to have to put a drive together. Like look, like let's look at it right here. The Raiders scoring drive nine plays, seventy five yards, uh, and that was a touchdown. Fourteen plays, missed field goal. And then they did have the two play. And touchdown, but that was because of the massive play by Josh Jacobs, right? That was a that even that was a long field. Like the, the Chiefs were not, they were not, they were they were not going to. Besides that one big play by Josh Jacobs, they weren't going to give up any easy points today. Yeah, and that that was I think all the difference too, because like you know, especially with the way the Raiders started this thing and, and being down fourteen to nothing, like. I feel like in weeks past, we would have seen the Chiefs come out there and, and feel rushed and feel like they had to force some things to try to get back into the game. And then, like, if they have a turnover on, on that on that second quarter drive where it felt like they were finally starting to get going, like we've seen them do so many times this season where they just shoot themselves in the foot. Like, who knows how this game would have turned out? <laughs> like, the tur- no turnovers uh, for the first time since week five is absolutely massive for the Chiefs offense. But uh Again, they they take down the Las Vegas Raiders 31 to 17. Huge week 12 win, huge division win for the Kansas City Chiefs as they get back in the win column after a tough Monday night loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. But let's get to the comments before we get out of here, Kramer. Uh, beat the Raiders down, baby. I love to see Rice get more love out there. We did it with the cornerbacks last year, and they'll help us win a Super Bowl. Um, yeah. I think we've all been just screaming it into a black hole for weeks now, Rocky, but it seems pretty simple. It seemed like, man, Rasheed Rice might be the most talented guy on your offense outside of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. So maybe he should play like 80 to 90 percent of the snaps moving forward. Uh, I'd be perfectly fine with that. The rest of the NFL regular season. Yeah, I mean, when you're a team like the Chiefs, the number almost one of the almost one of the most important things that you need to do in the regular season is to identify who your young talented players are and then get them reps as many reps as you can in the regular season right like the chiefs are going to be able to overcome a lot of mistakes and penalties and stuff like that and still win some football games so they don't have to be perfect and so with that margin of error like get your young guys some reps. That way, when it comes to playoff time, they're already seasoned veterans. That's what the Chiefs did with the with the secondary. I mentioned like that with the cornerbacks last year. If you remember the first half of the season last year, there were some really rough reps by the defense by the by the secondary of the Chiefs. You know, with these young cornerbacks, Devontae Adams like, smoked them in their first matchup last year. Yeah, it was it was not pretty for a lot of games. I mean, even like even in the preseason stuff. Like, I mean, I remember Joshua Williams. I, me being frustrated that he could not stop a contested catch because of his body positioning early on last year. Um, and yeah, so get, get the young talented players as many reps as possible in the regular season. That way, when it comes like playoff time, they're the guys who you're going to be counting on to make the place to win the game. Like we saw with Jalen Watson last year. Yeah. It's huge. Uh, if the chiefs stop beating themselves, they'll be unstoppable. Well, they didn't do it today. Uh, they almost did it with the way the defense opened things up and the offense, I think deserves just as much blame for that first quarter because they didn't do anything. Just a couple of three and outs where they looked like they had no idea what was going on. I don't know if it was just like a sluggish start from you know, Thanksgiving. Everybody's probably been crushing food and eating unhealthy all week. Uh, 
But once they turned it on and got it going, uh, I think this was one of the more impressive performances from them all season, including not turning the football over, which is just massive. When you're the heavyweight champion of the world, the only one who can beat you is yourself, right? Like you're like like you're you're only fighting against yourself, <laughs> right? You're the champ. You're the you're the heavyweight. There's nobody who can beat you but you. And I mean, it's the truth. And if the Chiefs will just take care of business and play the way that they know that they know how to play and, and put drives together like they did today, all they have to do is just go out there and execute. Like they don't got to come out and knock somebody's head off. They don't got to come out and run faster, hit harder, throw further. They just got to come out and just execute the game plan. And they're more talented than the other team and good enough to win. Can we now insert number four as our wide receiver one? How about keeping him on the field rather than rotating him out as often? Um, I, I think it actually worked to the Chiefs' favor because, like I already mentioned earlier, Rocky, like I'm not totally convinced that this is something we should be like, okay, this is his role now. Like he won the job and this is what it's going to be moving forward. I think McCole Hardman going to IR, Kadarius Tony just last minute being a, a scratch from this game after popping up with a hip injury on top of an ankle injury that he was managing this week. Like, I think all of that played in. I know they called up Montreal, Washington. They activate Richie James, but like we saw them say, well, at least with these guys out, this is how Rasheed Rice carves out a role for himself. Now, I like to think that he did enough with that today. That that means, yes, this should be his role moving forward. Maybe you got to show some patience with him. Maybe he's still a, a really raw prospect as we know he is. And so maybe he doesn't have the whole route tree just yet. But all he does is continue to prove that he's got the most potential of anybody else on this offense, like anybody else in that wide receiver room. So it's without a doubt moving forward. This needs to be his role, and this needs to be what he is doing for this team. Yeah, Andy Reid's always going to roll out packages of wide receivers for different concepts and different plays that he has drawn up where he thinks that this guy's good for this role and this one specific route for this reason. I go back and forth on it because at some point I think there's a little bit of like just like you're like you're out you're tricking yourself and there's a little bit of overkill to it. I think there is some wisdom to kind of like the Bengals style of offense where you say, okay, we got Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins. Those three wide receivers are going to be out there every single time. They're going to run the entire route tree, and any play that we run, it's going to go to one of those three guys as a wide receiver. Um, whether or not the Chiefs would go to more to something like that remains to be seen i think that for them to feel comfortable doing that though they need at least one more reliable wide receiver they can at least say okay we're gonna keep these two guys out here otherwise they're, they're gonna keep rotating packages because it doesn't make sense to just leave one guy out there and then not rotate out any other packages and so and he's still young and they still don't have full confidence in him yet i mean that's the other truth is that andy Reid's not gonna leave him out there for you know the majority of the snaps because he he doesn't want to expose the kid well, and I mean, Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey are the only offensive players for the Chiefs outside of linemen that are typically like 85 to 90 percent of the snaps or something like that. And I'm not even, you know, I would like to see that from Rice, actually, but I'm not even asking for that. I'm just like, can he be 75 percent of the snaps on a weekly basis moving forward instead of, you know, hovering around 50 percent of the snaps or like 60 percent of the snaps? Like, can we make sure that he is on the field enough? to get, you know, to get like eight targets every week moving forward instead of Justin Watson getting double digit targets. Can we make sure receipt Rasheed gets eight opportunities a week moving forward to make something happen? Like that's all, that's all I want to see because 
I, I think he's proven that he can be a difference maker in a way that nobody else in that room has has shown this season. So uh, just absolutely massive performance by Rasheed Rice. Huge bounce back win for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, as always, please make sure you uh, follow Rocky Magania on Twitter at Rocky Magania. I'm Stephen Sertz, where you can find me. You can follow Kramer at Kramer Talks. Also, uh, make sure you please leave a rating and review for everything that we're doing right here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. Stay locked in ArrowheadPride.com. Uh, for everything you need to know this week as we look ahead to the Chiefs' next matchup. And if you're listening to us on the podcast page, we'll have all the post-game press conferences immediately following the commercial break. So make sure you stick around for that. We will talk to you guys soon. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. The Kansas City Chiefs take down the Las Vegas Raiders 31-17. to After the game, we heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, wide receiver Rasheed Rice, defensive lineman Chris Jones, and running back Isaiah Pacheco. We'll go in that order, starting with head coach Andy Reid. Started off a little bit slow, and uh, guys just started making plays and and really worked through their fundamentals. Again, compliments to the coaches for the job that they did. It's a a tough thing to do to to win a game like this uh, after a big Monday night game and then Thanksgiving, you know, you get that trip to fat hangover, so you got to work through that. All right, time's yours. Is it just as easy saying you give those things, therefore, that success is going to come? Yeah, yes. I was proud of the guys for catching the ball the way they did. They they really did a nice job. I mean, this is the thing. We do all that in practice, and they just did a nice job with that. And then the penalties, we were able to cut down on those. Um, We still work in that that area, and we'll, we'll continue to do that. But 
um, those unnecessary things, those things where you kind of shoot yourself in the foot, we we uh, eliminate it. And did it seem like <clears throat> Yeah, no, it felt like we were moving the ball, uh, but you know, even down towards the end, you're down by 14 points. So you, or, excuse me, you're up by 14 points. So they're still within striking distance. You got to keep keep that hammer down. But yeah, I thought the guys um, did a nice job with that. Yeah, well, we went, you know, three second halves without scoring, so we needed to score. That was important. Uh, it was. Good the way we did it. Um, so I, Antonio Pierce has done a nice job with this. That's a tough situation that he's in, and I, I really respect uh, him as a coach and then the job that he's done. So. And Rashi seems to be really establishing himself. What what do you see beyond his physical attributes as why why that's been able to be the case? Yeah, he's a smart kid. You know, he's a smart kid, and um, he works tremendously hard at his profession here so he's got he's got the trust of the quarterback anything else all right good yeah i think it was just we we executed better i mean you, you said it um we we've, we've shown that we can move the ball um but penalties and and drops and me not getting to the right guy at the right time um if you look at the first drive i mean i, I go to jay white but they drop kels from a cover zero pressure I might have been the second, the second drive. Um, and so just like little things like that, it's kind of stalled some of our drives. But we got got to it, kind of went back to the fundamentals this week, and uh, we kept pressing and pushing, and we're going to try to keep going the rest of the, uh, the season. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you just have to bounce back. I mean, when you have a short week and you're playing a, a team like the Raiders, who you know always plays you tough, um, you have to you have to bounce right back. You wash it, you learn from it, and then you kind of just go back to the fundamentals and working. Um, and so we still have stuff to learn from this game. I mean, there's, there were certain situations where we didn't execute at a high enough level, um, but we're obviously took a step in the positive direction. Now let's just continue to do that throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, um, they got up on us quick, 14-0, and. Um, we knew our defense would do a good job of, of maintaining and get, keeping us around, but we needed to get that drive. I think that first one, especially <clears throat> after having like seven plays in the first quarter. So it's, it's uh, it was big on us to just really get back to the fundamentals, take the short stuff when it's not there, hit the checkdowns, um, and then uh, try to utilize and hit the deep ones when they are there. So uh, it was a, uh, it was big for us to get that first touchdown drive, and it kind of got the momentum back in our favor. Yeah, I mean, he, he I've, I've said it all year. He has the talent. I mean, and he works hard, and he, and he we just gave him – we're giving him more and more as the season goes on. And um, kind of the flow of the games, we've put him in more of a bigger role these last few weeks, but the flow of the game hasn't uh, dictated him getting the football. But you saw today uh, some of those coverages where they were doubling Trav, where he put a lot of attention on Trav. He was able to make some stuff happen, and I like on that shallow cross. And so um, it's uh, – he, he's a guy who wants it. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. He has the talent. He wants to be great. Um, but it's going to take us to stay on top of it every single week. Um, and uh, he's going to be a great receiver at, at, in this league. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I, I think um, I think we've we've only scratched the surface. Honestly, I think you see us hitting them kind of around the line of scrimmage. But I think you saw the one down the sideline. I think he can do some of the vertical threat stuff, and he has speed and he has burst. I mean, you can see when he has the football in his hand. So let's let's start start working them in and getting them more opportunities. It's hard when defenses play us like this. I mean, we've put some kind of deep crosses and stuff in um, where defenses are settling back and I can go underneath. But uh, I think he has a chance to be a, a great receiver in this league, and we're going to continue to push him to be that receiver every single week. I mean, he's at the top of the list. I mean, he's a, he's a dog, man. The fact that he played today, um, it speaks to who he is, um, not just because it was against us, because he wants to be out there for his teammates. Um, and that's the type of guys that you want on your team. And uh, I have a ton of respect for him. Obviously, people see the, us trash talking, but I think that's just the competitors that both of us are. Um, but uh, I know every single time I go up against him, he's going to give everything he has, and I'll do the same, and it's going to be a, a great battle to the end. I mean, he'll tell you. I mean, he, he'll, he'll tell you. And it's, and for young dudes to do that, I mean, that that uh, that speaks to the type of player that he is. I mean, he just wants to win. Um, he wants to go out there and he wants to win. And when I say that, he doesn't do it in a bad way. He just will, will say, "Hey, like, I, I'll, I'm going to be there. Like, I'm going to do what I need to do to get myself open. Um, and if you give me, if you give me a chance and it comes to you, um, then I'm going to make something happen with it. And so that's that's the type of type of guys you want. And I think we have a lot of guys like that on the team. Um, and obviously, we've had a stretch a few games where we haven't played at our level, um, but we're going to continue to work at it and keep winning football games and try to be our best at the end of the season. Yeah, I think it was um, kind of at the end of training camp, kind of kind of when you got to where he got comfortable within the offense. I mean, that, that's the biggest thing is it's a complex offense. It's hard for young guys to do it, um, and so we kind of limit their roles. Um, and as the season goes on, uh, we expand them more and more. Um, and uh, I think he's done a great job with it. Um, I mean, there's little things here and there that we have to continue to work on, but for the most part, he learns from his mistakes and, and gets better every single week. Patrick, Patrick you talked about uh, Travis getting double teams like last week. You got triple teams. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys did the, was it like a double, double reverse earlier. Yeah. Are you finding yourself having to figure out different ways to get <clears throat> Yeah, I think it's just when when you do get those right opportunities, you have to you have to capitalize on that. That's why I was so mad about the the first one that I, I spoke about earlier, where he got man coverage and won across the field, and I I had predetermined that they were going to double team him. They ended up dropping him, and so um, when you get those those man to man coverages or zone coverages, when when he's out there, you got to give him those chances. He's going to make plays happen, and so um, I thought. For the, and I thought for the most part, guys around him made stuff happen whenever they did double-team him, and that takes teams out of that, and that's when you can get the football back to them. And we'll have to continue to prove that. Teams are going to continue to double him in big situations. Um, we're going to continue to prove that other guys can make those big plays, and they'll take it out of that, and then we'll go back to Travis and kind of play uh, with that, that median of how much we're going to put him in there and how much we're going to use him as a decoy, I guess. Last four, start with Sam. I think the the short pass I threw to Travis on second down um, was huge because that that was a play that we were just trying to make it a third and short. Um, they had a good coverage. I got to Travis. He got upfield and got that first down on like second and ten after I missed Rasheed on just a little screen pass. And I think that kind of just jump started us. And, that, and that's what I'm saying. When you get those opportunities to get him the football, it's not even like it was an 11-yard play, 10-yard play, whatever it was, but it jump started the, the whole entire offense. And so um, he's going to make an impact on the game, even if it's he's getting double teamed, triple teamed, whatever it is. Um, it's my job to find a ways to get him the football. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, he, he did a good job of getting the, the backer's blind spot. Um, he's always been really good at that. And then he kind of gets the guy where he kind of has to really go at it to try to get back into the right position. And I actually think I threw the ball just a little too short, and Travis did a good job of making me look good with the late hands. And so um, that's just that type, of, that type of chemistry that we've built. And, I mean, uh, whenever he's, he gets in those positions where he has one-on-one, you try to give him opportunities, and he makes good stuff happen. Mm-hmm. How, I guess, gratifying is it to have that deep shot there to start the drive late in the game? And is that just another sign of trust, you know, sort of chemistry? Yeah, um, it, it's. We, we've been designing plays to get them down the field. It's just with the coverages that we've been getting and kind of how we've gotten the last few years. It, it, people have dropped and I've thrown it underneath. And I, but I do think he can he can take that step. He has the ability, and you saw. I mean, you saw it on that play. That he was that was tight coverage. He made a big time catch, physical catch, stayed in bounds and stuff like that. And so it's not just go routes. I think he can get across the field. Um, obviously, y'all see the burst with the, with the football, but he has the speed to win downfield. And so um, we'll continue to expand his role. Um, it's uh, he's done a great job with with it so far. Um, in a complex offense, but I think as the season goes, he'll continue to have a bigger one. After when we came in, we heard some spirited words from the locker room right behind you. Was today kind of a release for y'all, considering what the offense did? Got going with those three long touchdowns. Yeah, no, it was it was a it was a good day. Um, I still think we can be better. Um, there was um, plays here and there that we didn't execute at a high enough level. Um, but we're playing. We're going to be going to Green Bay, playing in a, a great environment, which I'm really excited about against a, a team that's playing really good football right now, um, and the defense is playing really good. And so um, it'll be another great challenge for us. And how can we respond? How can we not have these highs and lows and continue to build throughout the rest of the season? Last one. How important was second half success for this offense? You had the struggles and really important to establish that day. Yeah, I think it's just all heart at the end of the day. Second in the second half, it goes down to the, who wants it more. Um, there's, there's no. I mean, you can have play designs, but for the most part, you're off your script. You're kind of picking at plays here and there. Um, and Coach Reason put us in the best possible position, and Coach Nagy. But at the same time, at the end of the day, you've got to go out there and just want it. Um, and I thought the guys did a great job of that today. And even when stuff wasn't pretty, they made stuff happen. And then uh, when Coach put us in the right spots, uh, guys uh, caught the football, and, and, made, and I made the right decisions. And so um, it's uh, in the second half of football games, it's about who wants it and, then, and how can you go out there and execute at a high enough level to win it. Um, I feel like all that started with the preparation and practice, uh, just coming in and <clears throat> not getting tired of just kind of sharpening up our fundamentals. Rasheed, you're, you're basically memorable for all those plays. How do you also shake off when you do drop a ball and get right back to what you're able to do after that? Um, just understanding that I got to, you know, like I said, stay locked in on my fundamentals, but <clears throat> also understand that I have a great quarterback that is not going to be doubtful about throwing me the ball. So. Clear, to, clear that play and get ready for the next play because he's going to come back to me. And I think, I'm not sure if it's one of the next plays with the 39 yard touchdown. Can you just take us through that and, and your burst down the sideline? Uh, yeah, um, I'm running across the field. Uh, I realized that it's a, they're in a the man defense. Um, <clears throat> my objective was to get to the other side of the field and kind of right in front of uh, Pat's you know, vision so that he could see me. Um, he just kind of put it exactly where I needed for me to, you know, kind of run that 200-yard uh, meter dash. And then <laughs> at the end, I had MBS um, come make a great block for me to kind of cut in between him and get the uh, touchdown. I would say I improved the most on um, 
kind of understanding that <clears throat> it's like it's a full game and uh, mistakes are going to happen throughout the, you know, I mean, we started 0 to 14 and we just kind of got to keep our head down and keep uh, fighting with that uh, no quit mentality. Uh, yeah, I think they're showing a, a lot more confidence in me, but I kind of feel like, like I said, that's starting in practice. Uh, it doesn't just start with me making big plays in the game. Uh, it starts with me running that shallow, the same shallow in practice, full speed, <clears throat> and giving a game rep, a game look, so that he can know he can trust me in game day. Rasheed, when we talked earlier uh, in the year, you said you wanted you know, to not have to be a robot out there and just be able to go out and play free. Do you feel like you're, you're at that point where you're just able to go out there and play? Yeah, I definitely feel like I'm, I'm I'm able to just go out there and have fun. Uh, I can honestly feel that just from, like I said, just the preparation of practice and just uh, like Saturday when we're, we're uh, wherever we're going to go for the game, I'm just kind of a lot more relaxed. Obviously, I'm still in the playbook, right. but it's not like I'm just so keyed on, on a certain place so I wouldn't mess up a specific play. I just kind of I'm getting a good feel for it, and it's all getting comfortable for me. Yeah, 100%. Um, I knew that just getting drafted by the Chiefs, um, I had a great quarterback that obviously they didn't pick me up just to be a part of the team. They wanted me to contribute. And then, I mean, I mean that's really it. I, I just came in with the right mentality, ready to work. Same mentality, that, uh, the mood, same mood that we've been having, you know, the beginning of the season until now. Uh, it's always next man up. <clears throat> we didn't know those guys were going to be down. Uh, everything happens last minute, and you just got to be ready to, you know, take advantage of every opportunity. Last one, Brian. Rashida, the ball off the call on the sideline. Can you describe that? Because that looked like a pretty high degree of difficulty catch. Um, uh, I just kind of ran like a stutter at eight yards and kept it vertical. Um, Pat let me know that. Regardless if he if the DB was trying to you know collision me or not, just drive downfield. He was going to put it up there and. I just wanted him to really throw that ball because in college I was really good and known for those plays. So I just wanted him to understand he could trust me when it comes to that time. Throw those balls. All right, thank you. Thank you. I think it was just more detail as a defense. First half, we let a, we made some MEs, uh, mental errors, missed tackles, you know, which caused in some um, big yardage. We broke one out for, I think, 80-plus. And um, second half, we were able to make adjustments, hone in on our job, um, eliminate mental errors, and uh, wrap them up when we got them. Well, um, early early in the game, they ran it, but they were in a jet sweep, and I actually called that. I, didn't, I knew they wasn't going to run that uh, the quarterback draw or the quarterback power or the touch push. They ran the jet sweep. Then they came back, same formation, ran the dive, and I knew it was coming, and uh, I made a business decision. All right. <laughs> uh, Spaz killed me for that. But, yeah, I made a business decision. It was 150-50. I guess we don't have to worry about what if it didn't go, right? <laughs> 
gratifying is it for you to see the offense be the offense you guys used? Listen, man. Um, you know, over the years, man, the offense has been so good, right? We're so used to Pat Thorne scoring 30 points a game, Travis Adler having an 80 to 100 yards a game. And we've been so spoiled with that as a team, right? And it might not start it the way we wanted to start it, right? But I, as this offense continue to play, they're going to continue to get better. Young guys are going to continue to step up. And we're going to get back in that rhythm of Pat scoring 30. And we're just out there pass rush crazy. So we always had belief in those guys. Uh, it's not a thing where we lose belief in the offense and think that our offense can't score because they can clearly score at any moment in the game. It's just them finding their rhythm and getting it going. Well, I think a loss teaches you a lot of things, uh, more so just being disciplined, um, correcting mental errors, or most importantly, um, <laughs> makes you take accountability. Um, and I think that's what we do, especially after a loss. Um, but hopefully we don't have to go through that again. We can learn accountability and all of that after a win. So let's just <laughs> let's just stay winning, and we don't we can learn accountability and all of that off of a win. All right, thank you. Thank you, guys. Uh, There's a lot of plays out there, kind of taking it play by play. But yes, um, a great front up over there on defense, and um, for us, it had to execute. Uh, the O lineman had to do the job, and for us, it's just strain and finish it. Um, came up, and executed. Uh, just had to uh, keep listening to the leaders and play as each other. Do you have a different mentality when you know it's short in those situations? Um, absolutely. You have to know you have to get one yard, and that's the goal uh, for me. Get one yard. Uh, whatever happens after it happens, but for me, it's one yard. Yes, uh, it's been said all week. Uh, play each other, uh, play it together. Um, we uh, we was big on that t today. Uh, since yesterday, just building. Uh, Coach says, let your personality shows, and that's what all it takes for us. Uh, just keep being one another. Uh, building one, uh, building off of one another's energy. For me, I'm bring it. So uh, I look forward to building off of one of my uh, other guys' energy as well. Trying out for punter after your celebration. <laughs> yeah, I almost punted that thing in the stands. Out, I find where I'm glad I did. <laughs> Talked about energy. Um, is, is that one of the things that you, you want to do to bring energy to this thing? Because a lot of people talk about how hard you run and you have to play. You yeah, absolutely. Uh, it starts in practice, uh, just day by day, uh, bringing the intensity. Because uh, when you're out there in the game, you got guys flying around. If you're not going as hard as you can, that's when uh, you get hurt and things happen. So my mindset is to go hard every day in practice. So when we out there on the field in game days, executing uh, at a high pace uh, to allow Pat to get us open. Isaiah, last year we saw you get better as the season went on in your rookie season. Now we're seeing the same thing with Rashid. I'm just wondering Yes, uh, he's he's doing the little things. Uh, staying in the building later, uh, just asking questions and um, just following the leaders. And that's what I did. And for me, just having that mindset uh, of, you know, you want to get better every day. That's what we need. Uh, we need guys like that. And Rasheed's definitely one of them.
Thank you.